Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in living the status quo life, who wants to hear from other ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga. Join me as I follow my curiosity around what living a successful life really means. Let's dive in. Okay, so today we have Tracy Fatichek on the show. She is an abundance coach and mentor that helps women overcome self-doubt and negative thought patterns so they can experience the joy of living a full life. As an abundance coach and mentor, it is Tracy's intention to assist in breaking down the barriers and the boundaries that prevent us from progressing into the possibilities that a driven mindset can provide. Tracy, I'm here for all of this. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I'm so excited to share and um, what I'm doing with your community. And hopefully, you know, we can touch a few lives in this conversation. I know you usually do every one of your podcasts. So I'm a listener. <laughs> oh, you are? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so excited to talk to you because I've been following you on social for a while. And it, I'm like, wait, she's a pilot. Wait, she sold her business. <laughs> I think that that to me, what, what drew me to you was not oh, she was a salon owner or she's like a hairstylist. It was more just like this idea of like, there's so much more to all of us than meets the eye. And I would love for you just to give people a little context so we can talk more about where you are today to understand a little bit about like, even like a few short years ago, you were running a salon and give us a little bit of backstory. Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, so by trade, I am a licensed cosmetologist and I found that uh, myself transitioning into wanting more from just working behind the chair to a salon owner. And um, the last seven years of my time in the industry, up until 2022 of June, I actually built and ran a tech company that I founded as a non-tech founder on my own in the beauty industry. And I had an amazing opportunity come before me last year at the beginning of the year of a former mentor. So keep building relationships with people in the past and the future that reached out with an interest to purchase my business. And I honestly, I love the beauty industry. I had no intentions of leaving or retiring or making any transition, but I was kind of presented with this opportunity to readdress who I am where I'm at in my life and how I want to make a difference, not just in my life with myself and my family and friends, but also possibly with another community out there. And so that's when I really started diving deeply into um, manifestation and abundance and taking courses and then developed this tiny little niche area where I work with women to help them understand what they believe their true self and um, fullest life looks like for them. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I love all of that. And so I, I just feel like it's a genuine curiosity I have around like, like what holds women back all the, I just, I feel like I don't even know where to start. I had a podcast episode earlier today where I, we talked about, um, she's a fashion stylist and she was saying, I just see so many women holding back. Yes. And, you know, in the beauty industry, I saw that, but also it throughout my childhood and growing up. I mean, um, I'm, I'll be 54 this year. So I was raised in a time where things were starting to change through feminism, but a lot of women were still holding on to some of the former constructs that were created there. 
And this is where I realized my entire life, I've actually been manifesting and creating the future I wanted to live. Not because I would say, you know, I don't want to be like that. It was more of a, I want to do this. I always wanted both piloting and flying, never had the time, never had the money and never had the inclination to do it. Um, when I was younger, because I was always, that was always men that were doing that. And that's what interested me in just getting my private flying certificate of just breaking that barrier. And, and, and it's, it's something deep with inside that somebody released within me. And I think it's a lot of the great mentors I've had in my life. It's a lot of the reading I've done and just witnessing unfairness that we are putting upon ourselves that I said, what do I really want out of life? And it's I want to do everything that I can possibly do that's going to fulfill me and make me happy. Um, it's not about the physical manifestation of goods or items and the role I can share and the doors I can open up to help other women step into those, um, into who they're supposed to be in this world. God, I love that. So, yeah. So in this last episode, I was saying like to the guests, like, do you, how much do you look back at the little girl and like live your life from like to make her proud and how much are you looking at the future? And so I love what you said about how you realized you've been creating your future. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? Cause I have a, I'm, I'm just like, there's, there's a rabbit hole here. I need to go down. <laughs> no, it's, it's a huge one. And it's, um, you know, off and on through my entire life, I've gone through therapy and my childhood has been a major conversation. Not that I had bad, a bad parenting or anything like that, but you know, as a parent, sometimes things just happen um, as a child being exposed to the world. So through the therapy, I realized doing this work that um, there was this little girl in me that needed to create a safe environment for herself. And so my entire life was creating that safe environment. And it's interesting because a year ago, was when I decided to do a little bit of that inner child work of telling that little girl, you did a good job. You're safe. You're financially secure. You're in a great relationship. You have two beautiful children that are young adults now that want to be friends with you and you want to be friends with them. Um, you have left a legacy in a beautiful industry and now it's time for you to figure out who you are. And I had challenges in the beginning, really getting beyond that. Like I'd already accomplished everything that I had set forth to create that, that safe area for that little girl. So I had to finally tell that little girl, okay, you're done. You're safe. You're good. Now, what else do you want to do now that you're not trying to meet those requirements any longer? And that's when as you said, like, I'm a pilot, I'm, I've worked in the beauty industry, I'm a manifestation and abundance coach, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a friend, like, there's so many different labels that we can put upon ourselves. And that's okay, because we don't have to stick to just one, we can have a multitude of those and still be able to be happy and fulfilled. Yeah. And like, as you've done that work, how, and I know, like, I've, I was listening to another podcast today that was saying, like, you can always connect the dots going backwards. You can never do it going forward. So don't even try. But when you look back at like what you accomplished and the family you created, is it, has, is a lot of the work been like dreaming a new dream because like you've kind of 
like you, you've, like you said, you, what you did, what you set out to do. It is. And that's when I do a lot of work with my clients um, through manifestation and abundance building and journaling. It really is about freeing ourselves up to dream. And this is where we need to realize who are we really? What do we want out of this life? There's multiple questions. You know, some people will manifest, you know, the private jet and the boats and all of those things. That's okay. But at the end of the day, are they bringing you happiness or are they creating more work for you in the long run? Because if something's creating you more work for you, then that's really not deep down inside what you want in your life. It's the, is it going to make you happy? Maybe you're manifesting that you want to express more emotions to the ones that you love. And so our work is really based upon trying to break down some of those barriers and boundaries that we're all so big about creating right now. Sometimes we need to pull some of those boundaries down in order to be able to emotionally connect with those around us and the ones we love. But it was a true intentional decision once I started dreaming about it on a regular basis. And that's when I started recognizing spots and gaps in my life that could be fulfilled by little things. It's, it's, I hate to relate it to the, when you buy a green car and the next thing you know, you see all these green car, cars driving yeah. around town. <laughs> it's, it's a very simplistic explanation, but that tends to happen is you start meeting people, you start having conversations. I will tell you one of the thought processes I went through right before you reached out for a podcast was, I wonder how I can share this with the world without having to go out there and try to pitch myself and have big conversations. And so I started sharing a little bit more about what I'm technically doing on the back end of my programs. And you reached out. And that is a manifestation or a dream that's rising up to meet that opportunity that you offered. Yeah, that's so cool. And so when you're working with people in this, and like you said, you journal a little bit, you do some different things. How often is like the thing that, you know, cause I've talked to someone else on the show before where she said that the, usually the thing that someone wants to do is the thing they're like, they say like, you know, it's really crazy, but what I want to do is like, how, how often is it like right underneath the surface, like what that person really wants and how they've maybe been con- keeping themselves confused or like holding themselves back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and many times it's right there, but what happens is that we have built these ideas of what we're expecting ourselves to be or do based upon something that might have possibly been lacking in our lives in the past, or that, you know, we're supposed to have the big corner office, which is great. But if you're doing that simply because that's what you were told by society, that has to be broken down before you can actually even dive in to that full bore manifestation and realization of that. So I tend to spend a lot of time breaking down. If I jump straight into helping somebody build the manifestation, but they're still subconsciously working towards that big corner office per se, um, or you know anything physical, or possibly even trying to make a relationship that's not really working work because they've invested so much time and energy in, the subconscious leads us 
way more than we give it credit for. And I have to break that wall down with them so that they can understand that it's the subconscious mind that has to be changed, which like you said, sits right below the surface. Yeah. And as you were talking, you were saying you did some like inner child work. Like I was thinking, cause I was, I was on my Peloton earlier and she, the instructor was saying like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a running coach. I would have never thought this is what I'd be. I thought I was going to work in an office in a corner. And it makes me think like how much of who we first end up starting out, like going towards is like who we've been told a successful person is, or maybe her mom was like, oh man, you, you're going to be a great executive someday. Like, do you find that people tend to kind of catch whatever, you know, their family of origins version of success is? Absolutely. It's as a woman, we tend to be much more, um, susceptible yeah. to that in many ways, simply because we tend to be encouraged to feel a little bit more, to be a people pleaser, to lean into the world of perfectionism. And so by working with somebody to break those constructs down, really what we need to do is we need to look at we really need to look at what everything is telling us. We need to think of what is our mind telling us as we're making some of these decisions. Is this really something I want, or is this something that I've been told I should want? Um, you know, and that can be as simple as social media is telling you what you want every single yeah. day. Um, it's in charge at the end of the day. Don't get me wrong. I bought the shirts and the pants and the shoes on an Instagram ad that just pops up. And I yeah. love Instagram, right? Um, the other piece is who did you want to become? That can be guided by the outside world. How did you want to live? And really, this is the biggest one is we need to sit in our bodies and understand how we feel as we're journaling out or writing out the answers or thinking about those questions. Do we feel light? as a feather? Do we feel happy? Do we feel joy? I almost talk about it. I know when I'm making a good decision because it's almost like I can feel my shoulders go back, my chest goes up. And it's almost like I feel this light or this sunshine beaming from my chest when a decision really speaks to the core of who we are. The yeah. other decisions, if they're difficult, our shoulders round, our chest caves in, we may not speak as loud or as emphatically when we say that, yes, that's a signal. Yeah, no, even when you're talking, I'm like, I think for a long time, I didn't know that things got to feel good. I mean, I, I the way you're talking, like sometimes I go back to like who I was six years ago and even just like, I think about how foreign what you're saying would be to me. Yes, yes. And that's so many of us go through it. I went through that myself as I was transitioning. I didn't feel good just sitting behind the chair. I didn't feel good just being a salon owner. I didn't feel good um, just working on hair. I felt there was so much more. And so that's when I really started looking and evaluate, making my decisions based upon does this feel good? Now, every good decision for us doesn't always feel good. I hate working out as you were talking about your former guest and yeah. when you were on the Peloton, yeah. um, I will never feel good working out 
But what I will feel good about is that long-term at 90 years old, I'll still be able to stand erect. I'll still be able to see my grandchildren if I blessed with them one day, and I'll still be able to travel and see the world if I so choose to. So that's where the good comes in. It's a delayed, it's a delayed yeah. satisfaction situation, right? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And so like, you, you were saying like when you were behind the chair, like you just, you had this, like, did you feel like you just kind of had this like little knowing that there was more for you? Yes. And that's, I, I love that you said this little more that's known for you. That's, that's a tap on the shoulder to anybody that's listening right now. If you feel like you were meant for something more, that's a tap on the shoulder from the universe saying to you, you need to look into that. Hey, dig a little bit deeper, find out what that means. Doesn't mean that what you have is not good and you couldn't still hold on to that, but there's something more waiting for you to make you a happier individual and more peaceful. And that's something too, that I think that a lot of people look into, it's gonna make me happy. I'm gonna have this fulfilled life. I'm gonna have all these great things. There's this bonus to living in peace that do you get flustered and bothered sometimes? Absolutely. We're human beings. We take on what's going on in the world, but you deep down inside, there's this piece to you, which will then draw others to you that could present opportunities to you that allow you to live a more fulfilling life. Man, that's so cool. And even as you were saying that I was thinking about how a lot of my friends or a lot of the people I have on my podcast, I feel like I kind of feel like I've been elevating, but at the same time, I think about everyone that's kind of like, I'm drawn to about how they would handle adversity. And I feel like every person would just laugh about it. Yes. <laughs> like, like there's almost like, it's almost like I have, like, I'm around people that I feel like are in the world taken more seriously, but I think about like, okay, if, if shit hit the fan, I kind of am like drawn to people that I'm like, what would their first reaction be? I think their first, most people that I'm drawn to right now, their reaction would be to be like, well, I didn't see that coming and laugh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They, and that's very true. Now there was a time in my life that when something would go wrong, it was, it, you thought that the world was coming to an end. It was, you know, that, that conversation didn't go as I'd hoped it would. Let's just say like this podcast goes in a tanking situation. I would beat yeah. myself up for weeks, if not months about, I should have done better. How can I make this better? Can I ask for another recording? They're not going to give me, you know, I would go down that yes. path. And now I stop myself and say, there's some, there's at least one thing in there that could possibly help me, the interviewer, or somebody that's out in the world. I've done my job. It's, yeah. it's done. It's put it to rest, put it away, move on, go to the next thing. And so when tragedy or challenges or things come up against, I do allow myself the time to process. I don't ignore because by ignoring it, that stuff's going to come out later on. And I'm in a way that I don't want it to show up, but I know that everything is fixable, figure outable, adjustable, and it's not the end of the world. It's not that we're just working at a day at a time. I will have another day to try again. Yeah. And when you think about like the themes you've seen, in like with the manifestation work and the abundance stuff, 
what do you see? Like, obviously it looks different for everyone. Like what being authentic looks like, what having abundance for them looks like, but what are some of the themes you see that the people that are living in this way, in their own individual way that like starts to like, you said, come to them or like exude from them? Gratitude, a huge amount of gratitude. And the gratitude is that I chose this, I received it, and it's being delivered to me in the way it's supposed to be. Where in sometimes in the outside type of world, I would say outside of the spiritual realm of of things, um, people tend to, they may get what they want, but it may, if it's not delivered in the way that they asked for it, there's a lot of friction that can take place there and frustration and maybe cannot, people cannot find the gratitude in the moment. And that's the difference I'm seeing. I've gone through, uh, Mike Dooley has an infant, he wrote the book in infinite possibilities. I went through his training twice to really hone in on what he was delivering with that, the universe speaking to us and recognizing I'm currently finishing out my uh, Deepak Chopra certification for primordial sound meditation and being able to share that message with the world and add it into my program because gratitude is the number one thing across the board I'm seeing is that we need to really work on gratitude for what we have and that will then bring more abundance into our lives. That's amazing. I had a experience recently that I was like out to dinner and I was like, there is no gratitude for the lives that like, like I I was telling my husband, I'm like, there are people that work as hard as I work as hard as you work. And they're not compensated. Like we're compensated. Like I, if I'm around people and I feel like they're lacking that gratitude, I I actually recorded an episode that I don't think I'm going to put out because I'm like, I feel like it's my gratitude rant. And I just feel like it's going to miss the mark. Um, but I was like, I just, I'm just at a loss sometimes because I feel like I feel it so deeply now in my life. Mm-hmm. And I want to like keep cultivating more of it that, and maybe that's like not a negative thing because it draws you towards the right people. But I, I, I notice it in conversations with people sometimes like the lack of it. And it's almost to me at this point, like a repellent for that relationship. Yes, Absolutely. It's in some cases, what it can do is if you exude a lot of gratitude, it can come off to the people around you of they're trying to fix me. They're trying to make me see something or you're not willing to engage in kind of that negative conversation, which that individual may thrive. Now, there's something to always be grateful for, but I'm not remiss to say that there are cases when somebody has true mental illness or challenges that they need to seek out psychotherapy or a licensed professional to help them because finding gratitude when you truly are dealing with the fragility of mental illness, there's no abundance or manifestation course you can take it's only going to actually make you feel worse for somebody to say, well, aren't you grateful for this? Or aren't you grateful for that? Yeah. And I think that's probably why you're like, maybe I'll hang on to it because you don't want to um, create that challenge for people when they hear that gratitude. But I wasn't even talking about it. I was just observing that this (laughs) couple just did latch it. I was like, 
there's so much like I don't know, it's really fun hearing about your lives but there's a whole piece here that i'm just like yeah i'd be a lot more engaged with if you would just acknowledge like just how blessed <laughs> it's you know that um i spent a week at Miraval in Arizona, which is an I amazing, saw that. we talked a little bit online, you and I about yeah. that. And, um, there was one of the day, the way they have it set up there is, uh, you can, everything is pretty much paid for in advance when you yeah. go. So when you go to the cafe to get a smoothie or a coffee or a sandwich or a treat, it's part of your package. So I would imagine it's very similar to maybe like I don't know, a cruise or something like that. Yeah. And what that's prepaid. So I was speaking with, I was grabbing a, a morning sandwich and a smoothie. And I was speaking to the woman behind the counter and she had to start work at 5 a.m. Now I am not a morning person. So she has major respect from me for that one in general. And she was saying that she was just thinking how grateful she is that she has a job in such a wonderful place. It wasn't even about, I have to get up. And she's not a morning person too. Cause that's why I said, I don't know how you do this. And she said, I'm just grateful that I get to work somewhere that leaves me fulfilled at the end of the day. Wow. What a lesson. Yeah. So that's where I have to lean heavily into what am I grateful for? Because I, I live a very full, beautiful, rich life, but am I really, truly happy? Am I grateful that I have it? Are we all grateful for the little things to be able to go out to dinner? There needs to be some gratitude to that because not everybody can afford to go out to dinner, to be able to sit and work in their home office during the day. That's be grateful that we have because that could or could not always be there depending on how you architect your life around it. Yeah. And how much of the gratitude, like you're saying, like you see that that comes out in people and then how much of, is that the, the ripple effect that is Matt, like what you do, like being grateful. Uh, it's a, an incredible part of it because in order to work through some of the, the ickiness, some of our barriers, some of the emotions that we haven't tapped into that's limiting our beliefs or creating blocks for us from receiving, we have to balance that with what are we grateful for. Otherwise, you can go down a really bad path of I've made bad decisions. This is not right. You do you understand what I'm saying? Like there's, it's very easy for somebody who is emotionally in touch with themselves to also hurt themselves by beating themselves up with that conversation of what have I done wrong? This is, the, it's not about what you've done wrong. It's about addressing where your choices originally came from. Were those your choices that you made? Were those choices based upon somebody else's decision of what life should be like, or were those decisions truly based upon what you thought your life should be like? And then we can get in and do the work from there. But you do have to be grateful for the fact that you have the opportunity to change. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I feel like I feel like you can't like with gratitude, it's like you look back and it's like, I, I try and say like everything that's happened 
had to happen to put me here, to put me in a position to have this next thing happen. But so, um, what is it? Um, it's, I'm not your guru, Tony Robbins. He talks about the six human needs and like certainty being one of them. And when you were talking about like your inner child, I related so much to you saying like being safe. And so do you see a theme as far as like women around, like how many of us are living for kind of certainty and safety versus like some of the other, I don't even know what the other ones are, but like, uh, I know some, one of them's like experience or variety, things like that. Cause I feel like those again, were very foreign to me. Yes. Um, I'm not familiar with all of his statements with that, but I am familiar with, um, with him and safety is generally tends to be a huge component when speaking to a lot of women. And it's simply because for so long we have settled for what we were given and instead of understanding how to go out and build and take what's truly owed to us. And it's been beautiful watching this movement over the last 20 years, but really exponentially over the last five years of we are allowed to state what we want. There is obviously safety tends to be first with all of us, and then experience comes second. But sometimes through our experiences, we can find safety. I I have a client in particular that her experience one of her most recent experiences really gave her a sense of safety because she was able to challenge herself in an arena that she'd never challenged herself before. And once she came out of that to the other side, she, through that experience, realized that she doesn't have to wait for somebody to take care of her. She doesn't have to wait for the opportunity to rise, it gave her the confidence and the clarity to be able to move forward in any way she chose. Oh my God, this last part has been my favorite part of the whole episode. Like, I'm like, oh my God, women have been settling for what they've been given and now they're asking for what they want. And then this person goes out and has her journey, her experience and realizes like, I, I, I've got this. Yes, yes. And that's something I think we tend to shy away from unknown experiences, that it's part of why I chose to start riding horses again. I haven't been on a horse since I was a kid and I was bucked off, but I decided to go back into horseback riding and take some lessons because the experience of going through that, something that was physically, mentally, and in some cases, emotionally demanding for me, because I saw where my gaps were where I lacked and stuff, where I wasn't the Tracy that everybody probably thought I could have been. And it made me realize going through that experience that no matter what age I was at, I could build something new into my life. Now I'm not going to the Olympics. I have no intentions of starting a course, teaching people how at my age, how to, you know, ride horses or anything, but we, going through a challenging experience inspired me to do even more. Yeah, that's so cool. And so like you were saying, like following, like watching over the last 20 years, like how much 
has like your perspective changed on what's possible for you? You've accomplished a lot, but like, as you were saying, like you've seen how things have changed for women. Like, do you feel like fired up in a new way or what, what's it been like for you? My conversations around women and the power that we hold and still have yet to completely harness has been much more passionate um, the last 20 years as a business owner, as an educator and a coach, because I'm really seeing deep down inside some of the challenges and the damage that was created by those old narratives. And, you know, I'll go even further back when I was younger, um, as we know, God rest her soul, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was one of the first women in the Supreme Court, and she instituted uh, some legislation that allowed women to purchase a home on their own. I was raised by a single mom. She couldn't buy a house when we were children, simply because she didn't have a man to co-sign with her. And that's huge to see that as a child to say, because there's no control over that unless you have somebody that's willing to go into law, that's willing to fight for the legislation of that. So by finding women in history that have gone through fighting for our rights just to be equal, now it's our time to take up the mantle and move forward and fight for more than equal. Yeah. Make room for us to step in. So there is a lot of empowerment that happens when I'm working with other women because possibly they didn't have that in their lives. Yeah. It's a pretty recent thing when you explain it like that. So you're, you have a, like a offering that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. I'd love for you to share it with everyone. So that they still have the opportunity to be involved in it. Um, Thank you. I would love to offer this out. Um, So July 9th, I'm actually starting a 21 days of abundance course. It's completely free and can be found on my website, tracyfatacek.com or go to my Instagram page by the same name, Tracy Fatacek. And this is 21 days of daily journal prompts, manifestation building, videos with myself, and it's all self-guided and online. So therefore you can move at your own pace. So if it takes 24 days for it to be completed, that's great. And if it takes 21 days and you're right there with me every single day, that's fantastic too. Um, So it's really built around people being able to do their own level of commitment through the program. And starting in August, I'll be reoffering it, but the price will go up to a paid fee at that point in time, really just to cover the cost of my website and all of those, not making any profit on it. Because my goal is, is to reach back into the nooks and crannies and corners for an opportunity for people that want to add a layer to what's already going on in their lives. I love that. I've so enjoyed our conversation today and I'm so grateful that I connected with you on Instagram, which is another place people can find you, right? Correct. It's just Tracy Fatacek, T-R-A-C-Y-F-T-A-C-E-K. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lindley. I'm so grateful. Hopefully um, we'll have an opportunity to connect IRL. Yes. (laughs) 